back to Connect Together, a podcast by CED, part of the Industrial Solutions Network. Uh, last time I said it's the best podcast in the industry. It's it's a podcast in the industry, and we still got to prove ourselves here. So I'm here with uh, uh, Jeff and Brandon again, and talking about you know network, connected enterprise, all that good stuff. How you guys doing? Doing great, man. Great. Feeling great. Great. Okay. <laughs> we're just That's, talking about how. Voice. Yeah, we're just talking about <laughs> Jeff's exciting voice, and <laughs> there is no difference. It's the same voice the whole time. But, you know, trust me when I say he gets excited about this stuff, <laughs> even though he doesn't sound it. <laughs> right? Show us how excited you are. We're talking, uh, we're talking what? Security today? Security. I mean, what's not to get excited about security, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm here to learn. Oh, yeah. well, then, then you're in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the deal? What's the deal? Why, why get excited? Why care? Why care? That, okay. <clears throat> I wrote a few notes, and... Which is kind of security, and I'm going to kind of compare it to safety a little bit. Security and safety, they're not revenue generators at a, at a factory. Um, they're, at best, cost avoidance uh, topics or things that need that should get done. But there's, there's so much effort put in on the factory floor to make the machines run better, to make sure my operators can run those machines. Um, and... and, and even engineers and technicians to be able to, to manage and, and take care of the health of those machines that, you know, plants are squeezed, you know, how many can I, I, I know the OEM says I need five operators for this machine. I should have a technician, but okay, so can I get that down to four operators and a half a technician? So, I mean, the squeeze is already there just to, just to get the machines to run. Oh, hey, factory. How about security and safety? Oh, okay. Am I make, do I make money with security <laughs> and safety? Well, you, 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 you do if you look at it at the, at the long term. It actually is going to be a cost benefit for you. But, you know, do I see those dollars and cents, you know, like I do from widgets being pumped out from a machine? Uh, no. Uh, but there's a, there's a cost avoidance uh, issue with them. And safety maybe a little bit more because I may have a, a you know liability issues that I have to I have to address, so we're going to focus more on security. Um, so <clears throat> security basically uh, it's it's the maybe the theft of intellectual property. Um, it's going to be um, local things you know passwords, um, knowledge of a of a, a particular machine. Um, Maybe um, a threat from from internal, you know, from a, a, an inside person. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, ransomware, right? Uh, hey, and it, it, this happens. I mean, we, we have customers that have been ransomed where um, somebody got a hold of information from their from their plant, from their company, and said, uh, "You you pay me X amount of dollars, and I'll release this stuff." So. These things are happening, and it's and it's when those things happen is usually when companies react, right? So, Brands <laughs> is looking up memes now. <laughs> so, Love it. That's a good one. So good an, one. another, you know, and I'll talk a little bit more. Hopefully, you guys get some some leads into this. But company leadership really has to uh, initiate this um, for. Uh, engineers or operators to bring security up, you know, from the bottom up, that's, that's really tough. So um, company leadership needs to 
probably start with policies. And those policies can uh, shape how uh, a company starts their security, down their security path. Um, you know, it can affect, um, um, let's say things like um, what people have access to, how, um, you know, as far as vendors coming in, what they have, what they're able to um, have access to, and even internal. As, and so as these policies get written, that's where the, the security also becomes part of, you know, the whole plant floor. Uh, so it starts with leadership and it, and it and their and their policies to improve this. So, um, so I want to stop you there real quick. So, okay. you know, you're talking about all these r ransom hardware, and that does sound like you know a grandma getting like hacked and you know from their personal computer. And like, how do these things even get into a plant? I don't understand. Like, how how can people hack into the plant to even get all this stuff in there? Like, I thought they're more secure. I thought there's just more people just like focused on these machines. I don't get it. How does that happen? Well, it can it can be a variety of ways. Some of them could be, um, you know, a phishing scam on email. You huh. know, just enough to so that uh, the the bad guys can get enough information about the company to to learn maybe how they can, you know, infiltrate or, or get inside the system. Whether that's um, <clears throat> through a an internet and and let's say an unsecure internet connection coming in. Um, all the way through to um, just data, you know, getting passwords that, that could get them access to a, a database or something to, to gather that information. And then once that information is, you know, gathered, what do they do with it? I mean, for the most part, I would bet, um, you know, the, the bad guys probably have information on 90, I, I'm, don't quote me on numbers here, but probably 90% of, of American companies, right, have... There's bad guys that have some information on it. It's what they do with it, and which ones bring the most value to them, and and maybe the easiest, right? You want to pick that, the ones that are easier. So it's all out there. Um, some companies are better than others, right? But then what happens is once that company gets gets burned, then all of a sudden reaction and say, like, okay, we got to deal with this. So there are things that, um, for example, Rockwell um, is, is trying to make this aware. Um, you know, make security a bigger concern for factories because um, with all the devices on the shop floor becoming Ethernet, they're all interconnected. It just, the, the risk is, is greater because they don't have these proprietary uh, connections anymore, which, which really make it more difficult. It's, it's a common, you know, connectivity using Ethernet and, and you know, IP addressing to... Um, to run the machine, so that that makes that a lot simpler for the for the bad guys because everything is more consistent. So what Rockwell's done is they, they say, hey, um, we come up with what's called a defense in depth security approach, where um, the it kind of looks like an onion. You know, on the outside may be those policies and procedures that I talked about from from leadership. Then you get into physical, right? Uh, is the front door locked? Is the back door locked? Right. Um, <laughs> You know the network. Um, so if somebody is is actually trying to get into the network, do, are they authorized to get in there? What and, and if they are, what do they have access to? Uh, computers. You know, um, patching, making sure that the security software is is up to date. Uh, applications. You know, 
do I have security on the applications that have that data, you know, on my database uh, information? And again, who can get at it and what can they do with it? All the way down to a device, you know, which can be a controller itself or a switch or even a drive. So it's that defense in depth kind of approach that Rockwell, uh, and it's not just Rockwell. I mean, this is just the logical way to, to get this stuff done. So is it, <clears throat> is it more of like, you know, bad guys, which I like you saying, it's almost like I need a, a picture of Jeff in like a cape, <laughs> like being like the superhero, yeah. like defeating these bad guys. So is it <clears throat> a lot of bad guys that are, that are doing this, or is it also a lot of internal employees, just maybe like mistakes of internal employees or just, you know, malicious internal employees? Oh, absolutely. All the above, okay. right? Um, so any one of those can happen. Um, the key is, is how can I, how can I deploy these security features but still maintain a, a growth output, you know, from my from my machines and, and from the my operators, uh, because security, you know, is it's going to be an inhibitor, but it's a culture change that has to happen, and that's that's what's tough for a lot of factories because you might have a uh, <clears throat> control specialist and it's like, hey, um, you know, the the generic password to get into all our controllers is Bob, you know. Uh, that's all I have to type, and, and he's in, right? And he big can do mistake by Bob, too. Big mistake by <coughs> his Bob. His name's Bob. He makes a password, Bob. Yeah, that's right. Way to go, Bob. I'm going to let Bob back in. So, or it's incomplete, so it always tells you your password is incomplete. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, that, that he'll be the first one to say, oh, I, I don't, don't make individual accounts for me. Don't set that stuff up, because now it's, it's harder. You know, it's easier when, you know, <clears throat> if I'm not there and maybe my apprentice technician has to get logged in. I don't have to, oh, he doesn't have an account. I didn't set that up. To today, I can just say, hey, just type in Bob for the password, and you're good to go. Eventually, what, what happens is all these, all these uh, defense in depth changes that you make pay off in the long run, right? Up front, you know, you're going to have the complaints. You're going to have that, oh, man, I don't type Bob in anymore. But as long as that plant leadership is focused on, hey, we, we can't have our intellectual property stolen, right? I can't afford to be ransomed, right? If, as long as they understand the risks and they're willing to make an effort to uh, move forward with security at their plant, that culture change, it happens, right? And No. Oh, oh it's Brandon this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm innocent on this one. The last one the last one was Oh yeah, Jeff off. was like right before this, like, I need to shut off my phone. I cannot have that happen again. <laughs> so he shut it off a long time ago. Um Oh Brandon. Okay. It's gonna be it's He's gonna ready. be me next time too. He's important though. Yeah. Brandon is over there. Yeah. So um I, I could go through some of the Rockwell slides, but I, I, I don't want to. I want to talk more about real stuff, that issues that are happening. So, for example, um, you know, there's a, uh, here's a manufacturing company here that knows that they need to make an improvement with security. So, for example, their objective is define a manufacturing security policy that's, that's going to establish standards. Uh, an organization for securing manufacturing-related information, um, you know, provide a, a cybersecurity framework. Um, this company's, they, you know, they, they've been burned before, and, and they're putting together a plan so they, they don't have that happen again. They've, and what I mean by them, they've been burned is they've had intellectual property stolen from them. So it's like, okay, how do we change that culture so, you know, security... Um, 
so security is kind of in the forefront. Here's another company here that, that had an internal security audit. And these are companies that, that I would look at as leaders in this space, right? Because there's a lot of companies that just, hey, just make my widgets, let's, let's go. I'll worry about that other, I'll, I'll, I'll manage my security risk later. But um, here's one that had an uh, internal audit. And one of the findings was there's no port security on switch ports, something as simple as that. So what do we do? Well, you could put physical lockouts in there. I can, I can administratively shut down uh, ports. Training, okay? Um, hey, guys, did you even know that you had these open? Uh, no. Um, well, how do I shut them off, right? Uh, password protection, like we talked about, Bob, right? Uh, physical security needs. Is, is your cab, are the IT cabinets locked? You know, how about the, um, you know, the cabinets for the machines? You know, if, if, if I open up a, a panel of a machine, is there going to be a switch in there that I can just connect right into? And, you know, I, I heard the, I heard somebody talking about IP addresses over here. I think his name is Bob, and it's like 192, 168. So, you know, I can set up my computer. I'm, I'm, I'm in, right? That physical part. Um, and then there's, you know, managing the software, too. If... If I can't get at the software to manage, for example, my automation equipment, um, you know, there's another way to, to keep it secure. So, for example, Oracle's got software or systems called Asset Center that act like a vault. Um, you know, the programs that go into the controllers is managed. Um, only certain people have access to it. If they make a change, I know when the change when the change happened and what it was, and it gets saved. So um, all these things, you know, are that defense in depth, you know, um, you, you, can't, you can't boil the ocean, start somewhere, um, maybe a, like an assessment, a security assessment to review, uh, like this audit that I'm talking about, you know, what are some things that, that appear obvious? And, and then you, you go after those as a great way or to start. Or even if, if you don't already have an internal procedure that's creating that audit, right, that security assessment can even help you better understand those risk areas, right? So Right, and that's where the, you know, we talk about plant leadership taking the lead here. Yeah. So in, in both the instances I talked about these, these companies um, that, um, you know, their, their plant leadership or their uh, company leadership is the ones that were, you know, they're, they're on board with this and they're developing policies and procedures to improve, you know, security at their sites. So that's, you know, that's where it has to start. For for us to walk into, you know, factory XYZ, you know, in town here, uh, and we start talking about security, they're probably going to go, okay, uh, I my boss isn't telling me anything here, and why would I want to add more <laughs> uh, onto my plate when when I'm already just struggling just to keep the machines running, right? So it's a it's that culture change, and it's the it's driven down from the you know plant leadership or, or company leadership, so. Who's, so who's the most vulnerable? You talked about, like, you told two stories about <clears throat> these big companies that are probably supposed to be leaders in the industry mm -hmm. are getting hacked, right? What about, like, about the small companies that just may not think about it? Are people attacking them? Are they, is that more of kind of, like, uh, not thinking about it and people just kind of doing dumb things in the factory? Like, Well, to me, it's kind of a... It, as a, and, and this is Jeff's opinion, right? If, if I make... Just fact, really, to me. Just fact, yeah. Just, that's my, 
It depends on what I'm making in my factory, right? <laughs> you know, what were we talking about before? We're talking about the wax rings for a toilet, right? Yeah. Okay, somebody's got to make them. Is that a, you know, if I'm a bad guy, do I really want the recipe or, or you know, to make wax rings for toilets? Mm. If you're a competitor. If you're a competitor, but maybe, maybe not, you know. But if I'm a small, you know, startup and I'm making the latest camera for the iPhone or something like that, whoa, now... You know, that's a different story, right? So it depends on who, you know, what you make and, and, and who you are and, and, and knowing that. And, and those, hopefully those plant leaders or company leaders, you know, adjust their policies in accordance with that. Say, I have a lot to lose here. Maybe I don't have a lot to lose here. So, and that's, that's something that we can help them with too. They know their industry, right? So, we need information from them as we go in to train and say, okay, let's talk about your products, you know, the stuff that you make. Um, what, do, what are you doing today? You know, what are your policies to protect that? And does that match the risk that you have for what you make? So, so it's a matter of just getting into those, you know, to those guys and, you know, encouraging that security no matter who you are, no matter if you wake, make the wax rings or if you make the, you know, the phone, the camera for the iPhone, there's a level of security that everybody has to have, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we can help, uh, we can help them figure that out. Yeah. All right. Well, and I would say actionable steps, right? Become aware, and you could do that by <laughs> either implementing your own internal audit team, right, to know what to look for. If you don't, you know, start with a security assessment. Become more aware of those risk areas, threats, etc., and then and employ a predictable model that is based on common standards and a defense in depth security model that you, that you talked about, right? And one of those key areas could be identifying those uh, trusted vendors, right? So who can and can't um, access various parts yep. of my facility. Right, but, right. Yeah. So it's, like I said, getting plant leadership involved and having assessments to, to show where your, you know, your problems are at, so. Well, I know every plant leadership is listening to this podcast right now, so Fantastic. get involved. <laughs> what's the deal? Anyways, what's uh, about 18 minutes in? So let's take a break real quick, and then we'll get back in with, uh, I don't know if Jeff is more excited to talk about awesome stuff. All right, we'll be right back. 